boom, new co-host in the in the house. Co-host. I yeah. Like see. Wow. That's why I wanted you I there. Got, I got see? upgraded. I like it. Davik Lyles is in the right building. On. Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, Dav. Right when you think you're doing things right, you're looking good. You're, you know, focusing on you. I'm focusing on me. We're getting better and better every day, every week. Right. Today's guest walks through the door and just gives us a fucking reality oh check, god. right? Oh my god! He comes in here looking like a fucking superhero, dude. Like literally, Chris Cavallini. Literally, like what? Are you in the next Marvel something? Like what's going on? I, I am. You're a actually, superhero, right? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much. You guys are flattering. But you guys look phenomenal. You know that. But hopefully, we can talk about some things today to help you take things to the next level because there's always a next level. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to go to the next level. As do I. I like that. Um, yeah, before we get into all that, I don't know. Did you even go to his Instagram? I kind of, I blindsided you I, last night late with I'm like, come in. I'm like, in, you know, getting ready to go to bed and I'm getting depressed looking at his fucking Instagram. <laughs> and this guy, can I swear? I'm sorry. Fuck okay, yeah, okay. of course. But you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. I used to play high school football. I used to be big. Right. You know, now it's like, dude, I just want to make sure I'm not homeless and pay yeah. the bills, right? <laughs> but this guy yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Did you see the wrist uh, clock that's on his uh, yeah he's got an AP yeah. on uh-huh. I thought not, I, I'm cool with my Royal Oak and then I look at his and I'm like he's not, I'm hiding it under the desk he's and, not fucking around this but is, this, I, is, this is a Royal Oak uh, offshore yeah but that's the new one yeah I, mean, like, I, got, band. The, I got the old C class back from the <laughs> 80s you know he pops out with a new one the GT I mean it's crazy I don't know if you uh, so obviously you did go to his Instagram but did you happen to notice like under his name it says 20 plus arrests. He has been arrested 20 plus times. When I saw that, I thought, oh, was he like, you know, military police or something? I didn't, right. I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the one in cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. So, I uh, have lived a pretty interesting life. The My childhood, I was very fortunate. Uh, my mother had me at 16. She was a drug addict. My father took off before I was even born. So, I didn't have whole lot of stability. I, uh, growing up, I spent time in foster homes, group homes, juvenile detention centers and jail cells. I was a very angry kid due to the circumstances of my childhood. And I realized eventually that, you know, that anger and, and getting pissed off wasn't going to go away. So I, I learned to just kind of re harness that emotion and just kind of point it toward outlets of my life that I, wasn't happy with and really I think that's an important point to point out a lot of times when people are looking to make any sort of meaningful change in their life they have a hard time with it change is hard change is very difficult for people and the older we get the more difficult it is to change and I think that 
the, the first and most important step with creating any sort of positive lasting change is getting pissed off. Intolerance, I believe, is the primary catalyst to positive lasting change. And I've taken that thought process throughout my entire life. And you know, whether it's my fitness, my business, my finances, my personal life, if there's something about my life that I'm not happy with, I get really pissed off and I put in the work for as long as it takes to, to fix that. And uh, you know, I own a company called Nutrition Solutions, been doing this since 2012. We're an eight-figure company. We're a healthy meal preparation business, but we're really a lifestyle transformation business. Mm -hmm. What I would say makes us different is our dedication to helping our clients get the best results. I'm not in the business of selling food. We're in the business of changing lives. So throughout the tenure of my business, uh, a lot of other opportunities have come available to me as I have made my ascension. I have an amazing team who's allowed me to branch off and do other things. I'm no longer an operator, so it gives me the ability to come out to Vegas, hang out with people like you, Yeah, you know, tell the story. I'm also a peak performance coach. I'm just out here living my best life. I'm 40 years old, and I believe that uh, I haven't even reached my prime yet. I feel like I've just gotten started, and uh, yeah, it was good times. The last time you got arrested mm -hmm. was that, obviously, that was the time that you finally got fed up with and made a change or? Yes, yeah, so that, that's a very interesting question. So as I said, uh, well, I was, I was arrested 17 times prior to my 18th birthday. And wait, say that again. What? I was arrested 17 times prior to my 18th birthday. <laughs> Every grade level. <laughs> yeah. So wow. basically my senior in high school, the state of Massachusetts got sick of my shit. They got sick of seeing me uh, in court and they got sick of seeing the nature of my crimes basically uh, evolving, so to speak. And uh, I was given an ultimatum to either go to jail or join the military. I was very fortunate to be given that ultimatum. Of course, at the time, I didn't see it that way. And uh, I then went and served uh, my country for five years. I was a Navy deep sea diver, which to this day is still one of the most significant accomplishments of my life. It's something I'm most proud of. Certainly at that time, it, it was everything because, I mean, I was, I, I was quite literally in a, a juvenile delinquent. And, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have a lot to be proud of. I didn't have a lot to be happy about. And when I got in that community, I was around a bunch of high value men who took me under their wing as a boy who just didn't know his ass from el his elbow. I was physically fit. I'd been through a lot of trauma. So I was able to get through the training. The training is very difficult. There's a 70% attrition rate. So most people, wow. most people who started the training did not finish just due to what I'd already been through the mental endurance, kind of trials and, and, and tribulations that I was tested with during uh, the training didn't didn't seem overly difficult to me in comparison to what I've been through. So as I said, I was very fortunate. All the things that I've been through, whether it's abuse in and out of foster homes, juvenile detention centers, jail cells, abuse across the board, these were all gifts that prepared me just to be hardened later in life as a man. But when I got to uh, my first team uh, as a Navy diver, I was around a bunch of high value men who basically took me under their wing and, and put their foot up my ass when needed, which was needed a lot back then, <laughs> and just taught me the importance of discipline, taught me how to act like a man, taught me the importance of honor, taught me the importance of attention to detail, and taught me the importance of winning. And a lot of the things that I learned in the military are things that I still very much apply to my business today and, and, and to my life, one of which is I actually pay my team to work out at Nutrition Solutions, not only that. Um, we also do uh, something called confidence training where we'll put them in the ice bath. And these are, these are em employees that are on the clock getting paid. And the reason I do this is because obviously we're a lifestyle transformation company. And what type of hypocrite would I be if all my team were a bunch of just fat, lazy, gelatinous, right. weak people that were not on the path of which we 
are helping our clients. Sure. So lead by example is a core value at our company. It's something I take very seriously. And, uh, you know, the only other company that I know that pays their, we'll call it employees to uh, work out and, and to do those mental toughness uh, building exercises is the United States military. Mm -hmm. So, well, do you I have a question? This came to mind. Yeah. I did. I focused a lot about relationships and families and, you know, people having kids and divorces. And did you, so you said you were in a foster care situation several so, so you do you feel that if you would have grown up in a nuclear family with a mom and dad that was i don't, I don't know your situation with your family mm -hmm. do you feel that you wouldn't have been um as that bad of a juvenile oh. <laughs> like i said i was very fortunate to have been through what i've been through i don't think there's any way possible I would be in the position that I am today. I'm no, no, correct, correct. Yeah. You wouldn't be as successful because you overcame adversity, but a lot of these children that are having challenges now are growing up as single family. When without a dad. Yeah. And that's, that's normally the big outline. Right, right. So if you don't have a dad in the household, the statistical probability of you being a drug addict, of you being homeless, of you breaking the law, of you just being a shit human, for lack of a better term, is increased dramatically. So... Obviously, that plays a significant role. The thing about it is when you're going through it as a child, you're not aware of these things. Right. This is what it is. This is what life looks like. And uh, that's just how it was for me. So, yeah, no, certainly things would have been different. I'm glad everything happened the way it did because I believe the the worst things that happened to us are actually the best things to happen to 100%. us. A hundred percent. And uh, just, you know, going back to the question that you asked, I uh, got out of the military after five years, grew up a lot, just became a completely different person. And I decided to get out because I didn't, I didn't want to leave Jacksonville, Florida, where I was stationed at that time. One of the best things the military did for me, other than instilling this, the, the, a new mindset in me and, and, and giving me a productive path in life, is it got me out of my hometown, mm. which at the time That's I wasn't so aware, I wasn't aware of how important it was until I was actually in that position. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to sit here and, and mislead people and say, oh, it got me away from my hometown and the people that I was, I was the worst amongst my peer group. Let, <laughs> right. Let's just make that clear. But when I was put in a different environment, I was able to become something more. And, and I very much became aware of that. You, had and, a you knew you had a fresh start. Yeah. And I didn't want to leave that city because I, I, I just, I'd like the person that I'd become. I'd developed some good relationships. And had I uh, re-enlisted, I would have had to gone wherever they would have sent me. I wouldn't have a choice in that matter. So I got out and basically lost all of my structure overnight. I, I went from, you know, <clears throat> getting up at 5.30 every morning, knowing where to be, when to be there, what uniform to be wearing. Oh, I had a purpose. I had a mission. I had everything just all set. And I lost that overnight. And for somebody who came up the way that I did, that proved to be uh, significantly detrimental. Within two months, I found myself working in a strip club. Again, for somebody who was angry all the time and somebody who was prone to violence, I was working at a strip club that was, uh, you guys familiar with the uh, motorcycle club, the Outlaws? No. Anyway. Wait, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so th it was a facility that was owned by the outlaws. They had a very specific approach with handling unruly customers. Uh -huh. because they wanted so you were to a bouncer them. there. Yeah, yeah, correct. To take them out back and get to work. Whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> unofficially. <happened>. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that environment just wasn't optimal for somebody like me. And I, re sure. I regressed quickly. I mean, I regressed so fucking fast. It was unbelievable how quickly I actually regressed, but I found myself in a position where I just didn't feel good again. I was getting in fights at work. I was drinking on the job to make the job more tolerable, messing with the girls. Again, you think as a young man working in a strip club, getting paid to see girls naked, sounds pretty awesome. And it sounded pretty awesome prior to day one. But after a little while, I realized, man, this fucking isn't for me. So naturally, 
I kept doing it for another two years just to make Naturally. it official. Yeah. Well, and, uh, it's, it's funny you said that because my biggest problem when I got out of the military is I was so lost. I was so used to somebody giving me orders or, or taking orders. Mm -hmm. It was your brain was off as far as the function of your day to day habits. You knew when it was time to pull the trigger, you pull the trigger. You knew your role, you knew your responsibility. There was authority, there was respect, mm -hmm. dignity, yeah. loyalty. Yeah. And I got out and it was like, and my mindset was why is this, this young guy yelling at a senior citizen in a store? Right. And I'm, you know, superhero, come to save the day. Right. Or, and and you, 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 I tell him, this is, this is my picture of him. <clears throat> you know when you see the two dogs that are, are fighting? Mm -hmm. Or a cat and a dog or two cats and that big dog runs over to break it up? That's him. Right. Because he's like, I'm not going to stand for this. Right. And that's where, that's where you get in the, the trouble because you don't know, you, you can't tolerate somebody being insubordinate. And say, I am. I'm uh -huh. not a civilian. You're insubordinate, soldier. I had girlfriends tell me, I'm not, I'm, you're. I'm not a soldier. I'm not a private. You're not my drill instructor. And that's when I realized, you know, I didn't go through the stuff he did, but I'm like, I need to. Decom it, it took me two yeah. years just to get back to close to zero. And then another, you know, two or three years to figure out who to get around to be mentored by. Right. So I can only imagine this guy because before he went in, I was not a bad kid. I, I you know, goofed off, got, you know, stupid stuff. But sure. this guy, he was on his way to prison if he didn't go. Yeah, And so when you got out, he was probably like, you know, top of his class, probably elite at what he did, good soldier, got a good rank, had good marks and got out. And he's like, I'm not going to have this jackwad talk shit to me right. or, or the employees. Mm -hmm. So Accurate. I was lost. Yeah, I, I was lost. And that's a, a important point that you just pointed out. I think the reason most people don't catch any traction or create the momentum in their life to make any sort of meaningful change is because they can't organize themselves in a way that that changes essentially the inevitable outcome because in the military, you have all the structure in the world. You are set up to succeed. And in, in defense of the military, when you get out, they do put you through certain classes to prepare you for the transition. Of course, when you're young, you tend to not pay attention to those type of things and take them as seriously as you should have. But the military gave all, I mean, gave me the structure that I needed to succeed and to make something of myself. And I lost that overnight, basically was in that situation at the uh, strip club and I just got to a point where I hated it so much that uh, I subsequently quit and became a drug dealer. And this goes back to the question, you know, that you asked. Yeah. I sold anabolic steroids for, you know, many, many years. I got out of the uh, strip club, had a source that, uh, I remember the first time I ever made money selling steroids, I became made aware that there was this guy, his name was Blue, that was his nickname. <laughs> and uh, he Blue. apparently had uh, some bottles of testosterone for sale and my friend told me that Blue would sell the bottles of testosterone for $32 a piece if somebody bought 100 of them. So Were I, they 10 mil? 10 mil bottles? 10 mil bottles. Okay. So I went to the bank. I got a loan for like the $3,200 or whatever oh my it was. God, this guy. I didn't have money at that point. He's an, he's an entrepreneur. But I had good credit. I, had, well, I sold a little weed in high school. I always liked the hustle. <laughs> yeah. Listen, growing up when... Did you, you sell mixtapes too? No. no. He's too young for that. <laughs> I was like, I selling CDs. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be self-sufficient. Right. You know, I had to be self-sufficient. But I, I got a loan for 3200 bucks. bought the 100 bottles of gear, flipped it probably, you know, between 90 to $110 a piece. And then I'm looking at this, this cash. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like right. I could, and at that time, then that was a lot of money. Sure. So that became my life for uh, many, many years. And just making an extremely long story short, I lived a very fast life, made a lot of, a lot of money. I've always been good at making money. I've been 
pretty great at spending it. Never been good at uh, managing it. <laughs> Connor but, uh, McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> but it got to a point where, uh, you know, I, I was very loud. I was out in the club six, seven nights a week, bottle service, chicks, uh, just driving flashy cars. And again, Living I, where at that point? Jacksonville, Jacksonville Florida. still? Okay. And I did not have a job. This is an important detail of the story. Mm. So I'm very well known. I was the, 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 the king at that point, the king of the fucking average. Yeah. Uh, of course, in my mind, I, I thought I was just the king, you, you know, period. The other people I was rolling with, the other friends of mine, they were other drug dealers. Drug dealers hang out with other drug dealers. Right. And eventually people started to get caught up. People started to get their doors kicked in. People started to get sent to prison. And the reason people were getting sent to prison is because when the cops came, people who were in this group of people started snitching and started sure. setting up their friends. And this was a massive wake up call for me. And it was one of the uh, important catalysts for me to begin transitioning or just segueing to get the fuck out of that life. Because I quickly realized that in this fraternity, this brotherhood, if you will, because this is kind of how I associated it from my military sure. time in the military, like that brotherhood, that fraternity, like we didn't all get along at all times. We often had issues with each other, but we, we would settle it. But we always looked out for each other. We always had each other's back. I realized now that I was in a, a, a world and in a, in a brotherhood where there was no honor. There was no accountability. There was no personal responsibility. And your listeners might hear that and say, well, you're a drug dealer. What did you expect? The truth is when in organized crime, there is usually some code of honor, some code of ethics, mm. some structure, something. Right. And, uh, I, I just, I didn't like this, this feeling of, of knowing that, uh, the people that I'm surrounding myself with, the people that, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this uh, crew with were, were just, they had no honor and they had zero issue with just destroying somebody else's life, they destroying were, their family's life just to save their own ass. They were going to pull a six, nine. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they get beat up on the gym floor. Right. 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 <laughs> I became made aware that the, uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's narcotics unit had, uh, started a joint task force with the DEA. And my crew was being investigated. And I, I mean, it's just like in the movies. They bring people in and they have the bulletin board of photos on there. They, they lay yeah. the photos out on the table. And my photo was there. And I became made aware of this. And I uh, started to just think really long and really hard about my life and, and the direction my life was going. And I started to find it impossible to sleep at night knowing that that night my door could get kicked in and I could be taken to prison the same way many people that were in my group and, and, and in my circle had been. And uh, I just became obsessed with this thought of what my life would look like if I didn't start making changes. Mm. And it, it wasn't the thought of prison that served as the primary catalyst for me to start getting my shit together. It was actually the fear of going back to feeling like I was not in control of my life and my circumstances, like how I felt when I was a child. Right. And I became obsessed with that thought. And I basically went to somebody I respected very much, put my cards on the table, told him where I was, told him that I was willing to do whatever it took for as long as it took to unfuck myself and, and, and to start creating a lane for myself so I could live with honor and just not live a lie. It, living a lie for as many years as I did, it gets completely exhausting. Yeah, I bet. It, it, it did, and, and he gave me two pieces of advice that changed my life and still does to this day. He told me that I needed to start surrounding myself with people who were better than me, and I needed to spend every waking moment working on my personal development. He said, you are where you are because of the way you think. If you want to change the way you think, you have to reprogram your mind. And the way that you're going to do that is by reading these books. And, you know, back then there wasn't podcasts like this. There wasn't this as many readily available resources. So I started with uh, disc sets. Obviously, I'm sure wow. both of you guys know who Tony Robbins is. Oh, sure. yeah. So I listened to one of Tony's disc sets. 
uh, became absolutely enamored with his content, you know, started reading his book. And, and, and again, at that time, I didn't have a job. I had a tremendous amount of time on my hands. So I started to read everything and anything I could consistent with becoming a better person. I've read over a thousand books. I have, I have a question. Yeah. And, and this is kind of how I've always been when I'm in a bad situation or get out of a bad relationship or whatever. When you changed your thought process and you started going the right direction, did you move from where you were at immediately to a different house or rent a different place to get away from it so you could start fresh? I'm glad that you asked that. Not right away. Okay. But I'm, but I am getting to that. Okay. So I was gonna say, I've read, I've read over a thousand books, complete fucking waste of time. Really? Reading what? is really important, extremely important. But what I've learned throughout the thousand plus books that I've read is I would have been much better off reading the same 15 books over and over and over again, because every time you hit a new level of consciousness and you level up, that's true. You are now in a better position to receive. Yeah. So I, are you a fast reader? Like, are you, I, I, well, during that time, I mean, there, again, there wasn't audio books. So I read and I became a, fa a fast reader because mm -hmm. I mean, look, when you do something a lot, you become better at it. Right? Sure. So initially when I started, I was not, but you know, in order to do something uh, good, you have to first be willing to do it bad. So it's funny you say that about the books. Cause I always tell my friends, like I have some friends, they're addicted to self-help books. I'm like, if, buddy, if you got more than three of them, I say, if you got more than three of them, they're not working. Like yeah. at some point it's like, when is like, how many times do you need to read the message repackaged and re and given to you? Like you have to execute and I you take, have to execute. And I, I take forever to read a book. Yeah. I highlight, I'm, I'm reading the yeah. uh, Evolution of Desire, Dr. David Buss, right? Okay. Relation, Cause I'm red pill. So I talk sure. about relation, but I've been going through this book and then it's like, oh, I got to go back and I highlight what about audiobooks. Do you do that? I, I'm doing that now, Audible. You know, because yeah, really Sartain good. does it on like times I, I, three or something. So well, even the voice is faster. I'm not that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Flex some yeah. It's like Michael. <laughs> Woosa. <laughs> know your pressure points, but this is a person we know. He's, yeah. he's yeah. really smart, though. Um, he's too smart. I yeah. Can't, I don't even, it's like I can't you don't want to talk to him. It's like I feel real dumb. Yeah. But I sped up. I sped up the process a little bit. But the thing with Audible with with Amazon, you already have a Prime account and. And so I got one, and I'm listening to it. Uh, the greatest salesman ever, Ogmandino. Have you ever read that book? I have not. So I that's just a good book. To show you here, brother. I have I have Audible, and I believe Dude, I can't win with this guy. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I had great team. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Time out. Hold on, hold on. Gonna, no, hold on. Please. I, I, I was a jujitsu MMA guy, boxer. Yeah. I got you know four veneers. I thought I looked good. This yeah. guy shows up. Yeah. I thought I was in good shape. He shows yeah. up. I mean, and then his eyebrows and his. And I thought I had a cool beard. Yeah. My Dude, eyebrows good? No, bro. Yeah, you need to perfect, get out of yeah. here because my. You know, when he walked in, I said, "Hey, for the show, can you just take off the cape and leave Dude. it over there?" Like you know, and, and so he took the cape off. He was nice enough. And I'm like, "Yeah, look at my watch." He shows. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, look at my audiobooks. It's like, dude, I am half yeah. black. Hold on a he's second. <laughs> <laughs> I was Jesus. Just, I was so yeah. I thought I might have good. to say it's You're cold out. You're today. I might have to yeah. say it's cold out. This is a guy. Shrinkage. Well, yeah. Audible is a phenomenal investment. I always wanted to sign off on that fact. Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy. You hit play. Jesus. You hit play. You could sit there. You could take a shit. You could drive to work. You could brush your teeth. You don't have to compartmentalize extra time during the day. And I think that's important because so many people say that they don't have time to do this and do that. The beautiful thing about Audible is you hit play and you do whatever you're doing. Have you, have you noticed since you've been reading and, and listening to Audible? Because I didn't do the Audible yet. I started doing it. And then if I put the music on, and before the music, it was the tempo, the beat, you know, you know, you're into it. And that was pretty bad. That was a porn. That was beat. terrible. So that was very 70s but, porn. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. But then, then you start listening to the words now, and you're like, I don't want this garbage going in my ears. You know, when I trained... When I would work out, I, I trained angry. 
like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, Metallica, Van Halen. I was into that, Ozzy. But then when I was driving, I was listening to hip-hop, R&B, and I'm listening to these female rappers, and it's so masculine. I'm driving going, dude, this is so negative. Yeah. You get aggressive, you're like in a bad way. So mm-hmm. I put the audiobooks on. Mm-hmm. But it helps, man. Because I, I, I'll tell you, I'm reading, it's like I'll be reading one paragraph. Look at that bird outside. Yeah. yeah. I'm what the did same I just way. Read? Social media I, has effectively destroyed our attention spans. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Oh my yeah. God. So. So, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, it's all it's all good, but just speeding up this this part of the the, the story so we can get into some tangible value to give yeah. to uh, the audience. I uh started just to immerse myself in personal development. I started to uh, read as much as I could. And, and obviously the other piece of advice, start hanging out with people who are better than you. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'm a low value man. So high value men are not going to want to hang out with low value men. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you fix that? The, the first and obvious step is you got to cut all the losers out of your life. Yeah. Create separation between the people in your life who are not trying to elevate, not trying to move forward. People who don't have goals, people who yeah. don't have any ambition, people who complain, people who make excuses, yeah. people who have a victim mindset, et cetera. I've, I've had a lot of friends that I've known a long time, like since elementary school. And a, a, another friend of mine that I'd known less um, than that, maybe I'd known this guy 10 years at this point, uh, when he told me this, he said, can I say something to you? Cause he, he, he had just hung out with me and like a bunch of old friends from like elementary, junior high and high school that we still stay in touch, you know? And uh, he said something that's, that stuck with me. He goes, you know, can I just say something about some of your friends? I'm like, what? And he's like, they don't have to stay your friends just because of history. Yep. Mm. And he's like, what are they bringing to the table, some of these guys? He's like, they're nice guys. But that's some a good of, friend. Yeah, right? And he's like, I was like, say that again. He's like, they don't have to be your friends just because of history. They don't have to stay your friends. Just Meaning just because you've got history with them from when you were six, seven, eight, nine years old, doesn't mean you still need to be fucking with them. You can be nice to them. You can reach out on holidays and birthday, but like, get them out of the fucking inner, why, out of why the inner he, circle. Why did he say that? They because were nice. he felt like they were dead weight. He felt what, like what they're not supportive. He felt like oh, he oh. felt like they haven't like. Don't you? Uh, we all probably know at least one or two people. I know several that they're stuck in high school mentality, yeah. mm, but they're yeah. our age. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was like pointing that out to me, like, because like some of them I used to call like my best friends, (laughs) you know, and um, they just, it's like, well, if you're growing and they're not right, there's going to be an organic disparity that ultimately gets created and you start to, things start to bother you. Yep. And what people fail to recognize is those things are always there. They've always been the same. You are the one who has changed. So when you start to grow and, and people around you start to kind of give you passive aggressive shade and you hear about them talking shit and you feel just like they're not supporting you on your conquest to become a better fucking person. Yeah. This is a good thing. Yeah. It, it, it's evidence that you're growing. It, right. You have to be humbled in your own own way as a man to to allow yourself. It's very hard for a lot of especially alpha males to want your friend to win and really genuinely mean it. And then once you become humble and you say, you know what, if my friend wins, I win indirectly. Like John, yeah. right? I've always said, John, I said, this is your year. Last year, I told him, this is your year. Yeah. He's like, is this guy a crowd cracker? What's... No, <laughs> no, he's like, what? I, I liked it. I and, appreciated it. he's like, it. yeah, buddy, yeah, because John has always been winning, <clears throat> but he needed that home run. And yeah. now he's on. He hit, he's hit doubles and triples. We talk about this. Yeah. I'm, and, you know, I'm constantly failing forward, and now he's... You're, you're showing our bad light. Why don't you turn the light on? <laughs> God, that guy's old. But the point is, is I wanted John to win, not for me to benefit, but because he deserves it. You know? I understand. And, and I also you. think it's important. People don't realize this. If you see somebody winning and you get resentful, 
it quite literally means you're a piece of shit. A hundred percent. And and just to, I know people hear that, but like, well, no, no, yes. Yeah. It 100% means you're a piece of shit. However, we can fix this because if you are throwing these negative feelings out towards winning energy, whether it's somebody that you know or somebody you don't know, whatever the case is, you're basically telling the universe, communicating to the universe right. in the most direct, deliberate manner possible that yeah. you don't like winning. And the universe in kind right. is going to reciprocate yeah. by putting circumstances in your life conducive yeah. to not winning. And it's okay to be a little jealous, envious, whatever, but use it to fuel you get pissed off. to I'm, get to the next level. Them. Don't hate exactly. on them. I'm really yeah. fucking jealous. He's hanging out with yeah. fucking uh, Dana White. <laughs> I'm going to see Patrick McDavid. Like, yeah, that's good, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you. I said I've been to a UFC fight. You know, I'm like, no, wait, but. is that true? What? Wait, you've not been to a fight? I've never been to a fight. I've seen the fights in my backyard with we're the right, neighbor we're right so. next door. To the is, yeah, the performance yeah, yeah literally. Wait, 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 wait. You have not been to a fight with me? No. Well, you invited me one time, but I think I had to fly out of town. Okay. Damn. After all, all that we're, hype, we're gonna fix that. Holy shit! Like <laughs> a mind blown. No, no, say, if this wasn't a ploy. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, all right. No, but but the, the I'm yeah, gonna move you up to the like, top. He's like he's like he's like. Guess who I was hanging out with? I go who? Dana White. It's like. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Have you been to a fight? Yeah, yeah, numerous fights. In I was in jiu-jitsu fights. I was in tournaments, yeah. but I've never been to a UFC. All right, I, yeah. we're gonna. All right. I, no, it's not peer pressure. I hear you. I hear you. You know, I want to be the redheaded <laughs> stepchild here. I want a handout. Yeah, no. Next time someone cancels, you're in. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, damn lot. You got him on standby. He's, he's right? racist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pull the race card yeah. now. <laughs> Chris, where do you live now? Tampa, Florida. Tampa. Oh, that's yeah. a good place. Yeah. That. So from from Jacksonville, yeah. I, you know, I moved to Tampa. West. I started my business. Long story short, throughout the personal development journey, started my business when I started to, to attempt to surround myself with people who were better than me. Again, I what I did is I just started to interject myself in rooms where I know or knew successful people would be. Networking events, nice lounges, restaurants. Again, Mons Venus. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so, so, but this was this is important because this is actually I think what helped me realize what my life's path was. And I, I would go up, go to these places and I would be alone. I didn't know anybody there. I was obviously very nervous. I'm the fish out of water in my own mind. Yeah. And after a little while, uh, you know, people started to come up to me and speak to me. And what I quickly realized is the reason they were doing that is because I was in good shape and people just tend to be attracted to people who are in good shape. They for tend sure. to want to have a conversation with them. And that was important for me. It was important for me to be validated by people who in my mind were so out of my league. And that's what I think really kind of helped me develop a positive association with fitness and just progressing in general on my life's journey. And inevitably an opportunity presented itself to, to start my company now. And when I started, I didn't have a website, I didn't have any money. I didn't have a credit card machine. It was, it was a complete, I mean, it, it wasn't a real business, but it was a start in the right direction. Yeah. Three years go by. I, uh, started to create a little traction for myself. I mean, we still were probably, I mean, maybe half a million dollars in sales at that point, 2015. I moved to Tampa because in my mind, I thought that that's what needed to happen to, for me to really have that fresh start that you had asked about earlier. Part of the reason that I also moved to Tampa is because I knew that I had, I was under investigation from the DEA yeah. and the sheriff's office. And in my mind, I'm like, let me just get out of the city. If I if I'm not around, right. then they're going to forget about out of me sight, naturally. out of mind. So I uh, effectively transitioned away from my former life as a drug dealer successfully three years. And and this is a very uncommon thing, right? What do all drug dealers have in common? The fact they fucking got caught. Because if you know about yeah. them, 
that means that they got caught. It's right. very hard to get away from that right. quick, easy money. But hey, right. in my mind, look, I, I I did it. I defied the fucking odds. 2015, I wasn't doing a great job with my business, <clears throat> but I was making an honest living. Yeah. I come home one day uh, after a hard day's work, and on my doorstep were two detectives there. Wow. In Tampa. Just, in Tampa. Your to, heart just sank. To, to serve a warrant for crimes committed three years prior. Wow. So just like that, karma came knocking on my door, as karma always will. Thinking you're in the clear Thinking already. Thinking I was in the clear. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I went through a very extensive process. They brought me in. They, you know, executed the playbook. They Did you have an attorney with you? Initially, no. So what they wanted me to do was, was what all the, they the wanted... all my quote-unquote friends did back in the day. And they wanted me to cooperate, and they sat down and painted a very compelling picture as to why it would be in my best interest right. to cooperate. They reminded me of my business, brought up employees, names of mine, and they said, you have a lot of people that are relying on you now, this, that, and the other thing. And I respectfully told them, and I, I felt very good about how this came out. I'm like, they have to respect that. I said, listen, I've been able to change my life, and I understand I'm not, I'm, I'm not minimizing what has happened in the past, but I'm a different person. I've worked very hard over the last few years to fortify my wrongdoings and of course i was very careful what i said because i sure. didn't want to come out and, and with a confession incriminate right, right. myself but i was like i have just been able to effectively change my circumstances because i was willing to hold myself accountable and i took personal responsibility over my life which allowed me to create this life that i have now and and i'm very proud of that fact and i just told them how much i appreciated them doing a, a fine job i was like you yeah. guys did, did a great job whatever but there's a zero percent chance that i'm going to cooperate there's a zero percent chance that i'm going to snitch and they said that they respected that walked out and then they hit me with a half a million dollar bail now this is an important point because most people who are listening to this have probably not been in the criminal justice system if you google bail or crimes that have a half a million dollar bill. You're going to see murder. Murder. You're going to see right. rape. You're going to see sh sure. heinous acts to children, things like that. This was uh, the steroid uh, d dealing. Now, I'm not minimizing it. Of course. But this is... That punishment doesn't fit the crime. It, it, it did not. But yeah. it's what needed to happen. And yeah. uh, I went through a very lengthy uh, process, prepared my entire life to go to prison and showed up to court to the day of my sentencing. There was about a hundred people outside of the courtroom that day there to support me. This is a very emotional time. I'd effectively prepared my life to the best of my ability for the very real, very strong chance that I'd be going to prison that day. Walk up a hundred people there to support me. And I, uh, it made me realize that, you know, regardless of what happens, I, I must've done something right to have that many people there to, to, to sure. support me. And it was, it was very important because I believe the judge, the prosecution, that they, they saw this and they, they, they familiarized themselves with my mitigation packet, which basically talks about the person I am now and what I've done over the last three years. And in a, a shocking turn of events, instead of being sent to prison, I was given felony probation, which was actually the minimum sentence that I could be given in that scenario. But I walked out of the court in that day and I realized that I was now on borrowed time. You see, as we're filming this podcast, I could still be in prison because my sentences or my charges cumulatively were up to 14 years. So I could still be in prison. So when I walked out of the courtroom that day, I realized that I was now on borrowed time. And I also realized that I'd been half committed. I'd been half committed to my business. I'd been half committed to my team. I'd been half committed to my life. And I felt that that was blatantly disrespectful to all the people that believed in me and all the people who supported me during that time when a lot of people did not. So I got pissed off. I entered yeah. 2016 
broke. This process, having to bail myself out of jail. 2016 broke. Zero dollars. That's like yesterday. Zero dollars and then $100,000 in immediate debt. Wow. And again, this is a testament of the power of getting pissed off. Within 18 months, I was a millionaire. You know, really? That, 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 there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, it's funny you said that. Um, I've been in the same industry for, God, I'm going to sound old, 28 years in the tech space. In January, well, 01, we went through it. Uh, you were, I, I graduated high school in 01. God, dog. So anyways, 01, we, the, the tech industry took a hit. Mm-hmm. 08, and now back to 2023. So I started a supplement company. Um, not meal preps or meals, Um, and I just launched a soft launch, but it's got humble beginnings, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I did all this stuff right over here. It all went away, Mm -hmm. and now I'm trying to build myself back up. And when you hear somebody else has done it, you're like, oh, there's hope. You know, It's good to see people win. You know, It it really is. And that's awesome that you're doing that at this stage of your life. The the thing is, the, the mentality, regardless of what industry, regardless of what business, regardless if it's personal or professional, I think that there, there's four main things that people can do to just start excelling in any realm of measurable metric that there is in life, business or in life. First thing, you have to get pissed off. You have to be intolerant of not being successful. Or oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're, if you're yeah. out of shape, if you wake up to a body every morning that physically fucking disgusts you, you need to get pissed off about that fact. You need to, you need to fix it. Second thing, you have to dedicate time to personal development every day because I believe where I am today is because of the books that I've read and, of course, the action that I took as a result of the books that I read. Right. We don't know what to That's do if we've never piece, done right? it before. Yeah, Taking but, action. Correct. But yeah. we don't know. What we what what we know right now is a result, or where we are right now is a result of our programming. And if we're going to go to a next level, we got to change the fucking programming. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the third thing, get as strong and as fit as possible. This is not a piece of advice to you. Clearly, you, you have that well under control. But... I believe the key to a strong life is having a strong mind. I don't think it's possible to have a strong mind if you don't have a strong body. And unfortunately, most people do not have a strong body. Yeah. You know, the, you know the, the reason this is so important is because the fitter and stronger you become, the more confident and disciplined you become. A hundred percent. And then look, regardless if you're financially successful, if you're a fat piece of shit, you are not successful. That's... Yeah. That's, you know, it's funny he said that because all the guys in the red pill, I'm getting them in the gym. Good. Yeah. I train, I train four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, but I don't lift like I used to right now. It's like, I'm not putting, you know, 400 pounds on my back and squatting, you know, but I'm still staying in shape. Not like this guy, but they're like, I I like, you know, Miguel, I'm like, Miguel, you need to go to the gym. So my girl's coach, he's getting all the people in the red pill, you know, yeah. on podcast. Miguel, like, dollar cost crypto. Miguel? Dollar cost yep. crypto. I'm like, Shout okay, out to tra- dollar cost dollar crypto. Cost crypto. And yeah. then Charlie with Colvate crypto. Charlie, you need Charlie's in the gym? No way. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Rolo, Rolo's <laughs> Wait, there. don't clip that up, George. <laughs> <laughs> don't wrap me up. Charlie, I love you. But, but the point is, you're right. And I say, guys, you got to have your frame, muscle, mind, frame, and game. You got to yeah. gotta work out. Wait, what did you just say? Muscle, mind, frame, and game. And game. I like that. All right. right. You know, your frame. Are you in my frame? Right. This is my frame. Yeah. This is the world I live in. Yeah. Right? I have my game. I know where I'm going. I'm in shape. Yeah. Because your mind, your food, you're feeding your brain, right? Muscle, mainframe, and game, right? Yeah. And then your, your, your muscle. So the point is, is that I say to these guys, look, you're a millionaire, but you got to take care of yourself, yeah. brother. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Because people that uh, impact people's lives, 
They've done something of significance. Yep. And by him being in shape has helped his mind, has helped his business yeah. be effective. He's got followers, people that rely on him. And they're like, yeah, my 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 boss is, you know, has this company that that changes people's lives by what they eat. And then they look at the guy and he's a fat piece of crap, right? right. But look at him. Yeah. It's like, well, I want that food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you, brother. And the last thing is just the people you surround yourself with. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but at the end of the day, you're either a winner or you are a loser. There is ob objectively nothing in between. Yeah. And the bottom line is you cannot win if you're surrounded by losers. That's true. And back to what you're saying about, you know, the boys that uh, you're trying to wake up. It's like they're financially successful, so they think they've they've hit the cusp of what life has to offer, and it's just simply fucking not true. And I think this point can be proven if we have the ability to go back and talk to the six-year-old version of ourselves, right? And show four pictures to the six-year-old version of us, right? The first one was someone who's obese. Second one is someone with a dad bod. Third one, some skinny geek. And the fourth one was a superhero. Which would they pick? Superhero all day. 100% of the time. Yeah. Whether it is the six-year-old version of you or any other six-year-old. Totally. I'm stealing that. And this I'm is the, but this. But this is important because throughout the course of one's life journey, the programming hits, right? Big pharma, big food, the terrible example your fat parents set, the idiots around you who eat like shit, yeah. who fucking, you know, uh, sit on Netflix, jerk off to Pornhub all day. Like, eventually, Dude, you begin to accept standards unimaginable yeah. to the six-year-old version of you. Yeah, you know, I, I just lost over the last, like, whatever, nine months or whatever it's been since November or whatever, uh, maybe 35 pounds. I, uh, hey, you look great, brother. Thank you. I got on, you know, I when I had Dana on, my first question was like, dude, I watched because I go to every fight, you know, so I'm like, I watched you shred this whole summer. Like, what's going on? And that's when he said he met Gary Brecka and yep. did his blood work. And he had 10.4 years to live if he didn't change his ways. And uh, I was like, fuck, I know I'm probably going to have the same kind of blood work. And so I got my blood work done and my triglycerides were off the chart and everything. And I can't believe all the, like, I know I've heard it for all those years, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, abs are made in the kitchen and all that kind yeah. of stuff and diet. You can work out all you want. If the diet's not right, you're not going to get the results until you actually do it. For, at least for me, I didn't really get my head wrapped around it until I just cut out sugar and bread and all that fucking not fried food and ice cream and pizza and all that fucking yeah. bullshit. Have you ate all that? <laughs> that's, a, that's, I, I a, that's everybody, but though. It's so easy. It is. It's simple. It's not easy. But you know, okay, it's simple. But right. It, it's a, it's what's hard is not changing and staying fat and staying unhealthy. Right. And you know, looking down. Do you know right. that one out of every three men cannot see their own dick? That's insane. If we have a fact checker here, look that up. But this is this this is the honest to God's truth. And yeah, most men are overweight. Three quarters of the population are weight, overweight. Forty percent are obese. There's for every forty pounds of extra body fat you have, you actually also lose an inch of visible penis. Yeah. So people don't they're looking for motivation. It's fucking everywhere. Like look at your kids. Yeah. Look at the fact that you can't see your own dick. Find something yeah. that works. Chris, fact checker George Carmona behind the decks right now just looked it up. I think he's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm stealing this material. So if you yeah. see it on my podcast, yeah. I, I'm stealing hey, it. Yeah. Listen, have me on the podcast. Have me on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can, yeah. You could do it. I'll, but man, that's amazing. Yeah. No. Where did yeah. you hear that? I'm gonna. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's just uh, it's like, and that's why I wanted to have you on because it's like when I was on, I've, however, I found you a year. 
ago. We started talking at least yeah, a year yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Maybe even a little longer than yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's been two years since I've been to Vegas. And okay. I've been trying to coordinate Yeah, because I just missed you. You're right. I, you were like, brother, I'm sorry. You just missed me. Yeah. 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 But you're like, I promise we'll crush it. I'll okay. come back. Um, yeah. And thank you. You did come back. Um, but yeah, it's like when you look at your photos, it's like, yeah, you're jacked and everything. But it's like when you see how lean you are, it's like you, you, if you now, you know, I know like, oh, man, that means he's a motherfucker when it comes to dedication. Like, but not only you that, set your mind and you go. And then only, that carries over to business. It, yeah. Well, how you do one thing is how you do all things. Right. And the, the more disciplined. So here's the other thing that people don't realize. <clears throat> a lot of people don't train hard. A lot of people don't go hard in life because people will say it's about discipline, right? It's not motivation. Yeah. It's discipline. People think they need to find the motivation. And then the, the, the opposing point to that is, no, it's not motivation. It's discipline. I have another view on this. I think the reason most people don't train hard, most people don't do really go hard in any area is because they don't have the energy. They don't have the physical fucking energy. So one thing that happens when you eat good, when you fuel yourself with, you know, high protein, just nutrient dense foods is you're rewarded with more of the, the currency of life, which is energy, energy that you can deploy to the gym, to your business, to your relationship, towards any goal that you were looking to fucking conquer. But most people are low energy people and, and, and they don't they think constantly that it's motivation, but it's not. It's the fact that you are eating pop tarts and you're going through the uh, McDonald's drive through for your breakfast in the morning. Yeah. Like you, you're not. Active. I used to. The more sausage McGriddle. I used to. The crazy part is I would make the argument that if somebody, let's just say that they were able to get eight hours of sleep a day and they don't have any other time to work out, which they do, but most people say they don't have time. Right. But if you were to sleep less and just, let's say, sleep an hour and a half less and then go to the gym with that extra hour. You would need the sleep. I, I think you, you would, you would, your body would actually be in a better position. You'd have more energy on less sleep because yeah. you went to the gym. Agreed. But again, if you've never done that, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to how you yeah. think. And, and to what you said was an amazing point. How you, you know, you kind of knew about these things, but until you do it, that's the thing. Our brains develop these neural pathways. Yeah. And if we do not do something and are able to experience the positive consequences, somebody can explain it really, really good, but we'll never have those same feelings. So a lot of what it really comes down to is trusting the process or finding a reason that is compelling enough to make those changes. Again, whether it is your children, whether it's just being a better partner, like a lot of these guys that, you know, get married and, and, and gain all this fucking weight, I think that that is massively disrespectful. A hundred percent. That's not what she signed up not for. Not only is it not what she fucking signed up for, like you have all these marital problems, you're fighting. Well, why the fuck do you think that is? Right. I mean, just because she isn't going to come out and say it. Yeah. These, these clowns who think that, oh, my wife yeah. likes my dad bod. No. Right. No, she does not. That's one thing I love. Sorry, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. That's one thing. You probably have this too. Um, we both date very significantly younger Dude, so those uh, the girls. I girls. saw on the way in here. There's yeah, some beautiful girls here. Yeah. Um, hey, so, good so, job, boys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like Vanessa, I'm going to be 53 next month, and Vanessa's <sighs> going to be 31 this month. And uh, I like, I really take like responsibility of like it's I owe to her. Like if you're going to be with the older guy, if you're oh, going to take God. take a possible L for being with the older guy, like I owe. You Look, the best version of me possible. Before I moved to Vegas, yeah, his girls all over the internet with abs, right? I'm like, oh, she's hot. <laughs> then I meet the guy. Oh, this is my. Oh, I can't believe I looked at his girlfriend that way. Oh, hey, you're the chick, right? 
And she's walking around with abs 24 mm-hmm. 7. Now, she doesn't compete, but she could. But yeah. she looks yeah. like it. And she's yeah. just, boom, fitness. Size warrior. She has high standards. And then my yeah. girl's doing competitions, winning overall trophies. And I'm like, damn, I got a meal prep? She's, she's meal prepping. Yeah. Your girl probably eats really healthy too. All the time. And, you know, yeah. she comes in here and it's like, I'm like, Sucking in the gut, right? So, yeah. but you're you're 100 right, though. You are 100. It's easy to regress. It's easy to get comfortable. Yeah. And then John, I see John. You know, I got uh, comfortable. But but you were. But st- then I you were still I recognized like, it though I'm, early. But I I hadn't slipped to the I'll point say, of disgusting. I'll say I'll say that you were still in good shape, but you're in better shape now. Yeah. Right. You weren't. You I, not a dad bod, but to, to answer to go back to what he was saying. I have a lot of these shows, and I find the women that say they like the dad bods, they say that because they can't compete for the high-value man. And so they say they justify it and say, well, uh, no, I like the dad bods. Yeah. Because the guys that are like him, yeah. he has options. Yeah. So he, or, or they're saying it because they don't want to disrespect the sugar daddy. So, <laughs> or, or be in shape like the sugar are, daddy right? has the dad bod. So there's actually science on this. Yeah. And there was a recent study that brought in a bunch of women, 160 women, and they showed them photos of men at varying fitness levels and yep. says to rate them 160 out of 160 chose the fitter stronger more masculine looking of man course. of course they did it is rooted yeah. in their biology so yeah the, the truth is when yeah women says they prefer a dad bod they're lying what well i don't think they're lying what they really mean is this they don't like the idea of being with somebody who's fit and disciplined who might have the same expectations for them. They really want to just be with somebody who's not going to judge them for gaining mm. weight, not doing a fucking thing about it. But and agreed. also okay. they don't want to compete right. with other women for their man's attention, which right. is fair. And and look, the, the women have tried to debate me on this. I'm like, no, I love my husband's dad bod. I'm like, okay, let's You love your husband. You don't exactly. love it. you don't love his dad you bod. You love your yeah. husband. You don't love his dad yeah. bod because if Another man had the same body. Would you be attracted to that? And they, there's a three to four second right. awkward pause. Like, no, you know, now yeah. that you say it like that. Right. And take that girl and all her friends that say that. Take them over to Magic Mike show and listen how they react. You they don't know. love the dad bod. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> also on top of that, too, there's a masculine quality that comes along with it. And a lot of the women that are masculine are feminists. Yeah. They don't want to battle. Because you, when, you, when you're with a woman that's not feminine, there's two guys in the house fighting. They're arguing for pole position. Like you're the leader of the home. And so another thing we look at, that guy's probably in their back of their mind too, thinking, I don't want to have to deal with that alpha masculine leader. Because if a woman is a boss B, if she's successful CEO, I talked to a gal that makes 30 million a year last night, part of the value Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, she's, you know, a boss B and, and I don't want to talk about her husband, but at the end of the day, she's, very masculine because mm-hmm. she's doing what she's doing. Sure. But yeah. like, oh, this guy, she, she, there'd be a battle because he is a true leader. You're a leader. We're leaders. We move forward. And in order to, to fit in the frame, we have a feminine woman mm-hmm. that's, that's support in a supportive role, but she's also adding value to the relationship. Right. And so he has options. The good thing about him, you're not married. I'm, I'm telling nope. you. So married. he has options. He can pick and choose. And if he has a woman that's a very beautiful woman, and she's very successful. He doesn't need her money. He wants a woman that's going to fall in the frame. Correct. So the, it, it, to add to what you were saying, I agree with you, but 160 out of 160 were like, that's the guy. Just like yeah. the children, the kids that want a superhero. Yeah. Right. It's rooted in our biology. As children, when we're born, our spirits, our heart, our energy is pure. It's, it's over time, the programming. You know, mm. we, again, we get programming to accept normal and what's right. I mean, when we're born as children, we're inherently born to know the difference between right and wrong. 
Yeah. And again, over time, this the programming completely warps our perception of what is normal. You look around in the United States, the airport, this is the, the, the best place to get an objective kind of assessment of where we are as a society and the sad so state right. of affairs. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Like, I was not looking around to spot as many fat people because that's effortless. I was trying to spot fit people. I, yeah, good I, luck, right? It's, 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 it's crazy. And the problem is, it, the longer this goes on, the, the, the higher those percentage. Right now, three-quarters of the population are overweight. Yeah. And the reason that this is a problem is because we also have a, a mental health crisis going oh, really on. Bad. And if people think that their physical health and their mental health are not directly related, they're fucking delusional. We had a, a client at Nutrition Solutions three years ago who weighed 500 pounds, was on seven different prescription medications, including antidepressants, and he was quite literally eating himself to death. Fast forward three years, he's lost, I mean, he weighs 215 pounds now. Yeah. He's on precisely zero medications, and he is running ultra marathons. Really? Wow. Yeah. So getting fit magically cured his depression. And Imagine you, that. <clears throat> you guys send like a breakfast, lunch, dinner kind, kind of thing? Is that what they subscribe? Or there's different packages, there's, I, I there's, guess? There's different plans depending on where the person is on their journey, depending on like their size, depending yeah. on if they're going to be doing any cooking on their own or if they want exclusively. So there are different options to cater to people's lifestyle and what they're looking to accomplish. Do you guys ever like sponsor people, not athletes, but like people like for transformation kind of challenges or anything like that? So we don't sponsor people in that dynamic, but what we do have is a, a annual six week transformation challenge where it's a $25,000 six week transformation challenge where I put a tremendous amount of time and I basically I'm like their coach and I'm I mean people pay me 50 grand a year for coaching Jeez. these motherfuckers get it for free for six weeks and right. because they're getting it free I don't pull any punches I say what needs to be said the way it needs to be said yeah and I think that's really why we have had so many insane six-week transformations because you six weeks is not a lot of time we can agree on that right that's yeah not, there's nothing that you can accomplish in life like you can't become rich in six weeks you can't have a dream family in six weeks. You cannot create a, a, a you know high level skill set in six weeks, but you can get in shape in six weeks. You can get in really good shape or get in much better shape. Yeah, and uh, I've I've learned that. And that six weeks will should carry you if you're disciplined Correct. enough. It'll carry that, you to fifty two weeks. And that's the purpose of this is to help instill the habits, the mindset, and that's really what it comes down to. Because you could, and this is but to your question, you yeah. said, do we sponsor people? We do not, and here's why. If I have somebody who's just fat, lazy, off the couch, hey, can you guys sponsor me? I could give that person the best food, the best supplements. The like, I could call that person every morning. Hey, bro, let's get it. Time to he won't get. answer the bell. He will not fucking answer the bell. People yep. have to be invested and they have to fix their mind. Yep. If you are a fat piece of shit jerking off to Pornhub all day, currently, you have a mindset problem. Yeah. And until you address that until you lean into that until you get to a point where you hear things like this and you don't become resentful and, and get mad at me like, don't get mad at me right I, i'm not the one forcing you to watch Pornhub and 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 you know lay on the couch and eat doritos and your tidy whities like mm. i can help you right but you have to lower the level of resistance and let me in yeah you know wow. amazing yeah right Guys, I'm pulling. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Um, uh, but you guys want to talk about gear a little bit? We I do. I do. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's, okay. I, that was the exact segue I was going to make. So yeah. So like, I think we were. We hadn't started rolling yet. I was telling you like I'd lost 35 pounds. Yeah, I and, thought we but, were rolling. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you thought we were rolling. Um, and uh, 
I like that I could see abs now, which is cool. But I kind of feel like I lost, like I shrunk a little bit, and I want some more size. Mm. What do I do, Chris? So first of all, <laughs> acknowledge the fact that the fact that you have abs is actually the ultimate status symbol. There's 22 million millionaires in the United States. There's only 6 million people with visible abs. So this tells us, to some degree, is fitness is actually the ultimate status symbol. Ideally, you want to work to be both, right? right? But uh, bro, it all comes down to just your diet and your training. And, and, and I always tell people, if you, where you're at, yeah. where you're at, the first thing I would do, the first lever that I would lean on it's not the steroids. Sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. All it, right. It would be with, with your, take a little shortcut. That's it, all. It would be, with um. your, it would be with your training. Cause the thing is it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Like people can't just take steroids and then all of a sudden end up at the top of the mountain steroids, uh, or they're essentially like an optimizer. Once these pillars are in place and functioning at optimal levels, you perhaps if you decide to, you can incorporate that and really right. hit, hit the next level. But with where you're at, you're already in fantastic shape. You already have the discipline. Ideally, you know, eating less is, is not awesome. It, it's, it, it's certainly an option, but I would just, I would resort to the training. I would add in some, what's your current cardio schedule? Do zero. you have one? Boom. Yeah. Do Dude, zero that, that's, cardio. that's no, the but kicker, that's good. Bro. Listen, but that's zero good. cardio. Well, well that's, it, it's good because you're asking this question and it makes it so easy to give you a solution that will start giving you measurable results immediately. And it doesn't have to be that much. I would start at 25 minutes post-workout three days a week. Okay. Do that. Let's see where that leaves us. Is after that running out on the street or like, does it matter what form? I don't think it matters. And I think that, uh, honestly, I just gave you bad advice. I think that, uh, time goal is not optimal. I think calorie goals are better because okay. it gives you the ability to truly but, measure. But when you, so one of the things I learned as I got older, cause I training all these years is I started burning muscle. Like when I was, I, I hate to run first of all, yeah. but I walk at a medium pace to burn calories and not muscle right like i'm trying to burn instead of i'm sorry let me take that back i walk at a medium pace to burn fat and not calories mm -hmm. right because what i was doing because at the time um, i had the I had the dexter uh jackson metabolism i would compete with no, no cardio right but then as i got older it just shut down but what i found myself is not doing the old lady with the headband walking outside but at a medium pace and I found myself burning my fat easier mm -hmm. than the calories that I needed to keep size, right? So what I would do is the cardio fasted. Mm -hmm. I'd walk like 20, 30 minutes in the morning mm -hmm. at a medium pace. And that was it. But I have, this is just me. I, I, after I'm done working out, I don't want to get on the freaking treadmill. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, but he's going to say, too bad. No, no, yeah. no. I, I, don't, I don't think it matters. I think that it, at this stage of my life for me, um, you know, working out multiple times a day like every morning i will do i do a, a cold plunge 39 degree cold plunge i have one in my home i also have a, a, a sauna but i'm gonna do some this guy you know, everyone with that fucking I'm cold do, plunge i'm man, gonna do some movement, me. whether that's 200 push-ups 50 burpees i'm gonna do something to get some movement in and then i'll work out midday but i also five days a week i go for a walk i, I walk outdoors and I don't necessarily look at that as cardio, although in, in Florida where it's, you know, 93 degrees, the humidity is off the charts. That's cardio. I'm certainly burning a lot of calories, yeah. but I just enjoy the movement. So whatever works for you, whatever okay. is easiest for your schedule. But I think the calorie goal is important with where you're at. I would aim to uh, burn 400 calories three days a week, see where that leaves you. And then we make incremental changes to your diet, increase your protein intake add a little more cardio. Three days of cardio a week is not a lot. That's 1,200 right. calories a week. You can do that. You can yeah. do that very very easily. Yeah. Very easily. Okay. And these little, these little adjustments make it a lot easier as opposed to like what people are just getting off the couch and 
they start trying to eat as little as possible and two hours of cardio. I'm sure, I mean, look, we all have known people here who've lost a shit ton of weight in a relatively short period of time and inevitably gained it all back and then some. Right. And that's because they took the approach of trying to eat as little as possible and do the most amount of cardio. And the, the truth is, if you're looking to improve your body composition, um, cardio is not the way to do it. People think that if, like if you're fat and just kind of gross looking right now, if you burn all that fat off through cardio and and, 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 and uh, a calorie restriction, that fat is not going to magically be replaced with lean muscle. Right. It's not. People <laughs> think this is the case though, do they not? Right. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's that, true. And man. then they get disappointed when they're left with a skinny fat just... It, it, Right. It's so funny. Body. Me and John are so alike. It's almost like we're brothers from a different mother. You yeah. know, it's like we're probably because we're so alike when it comes to a lot of things in the way we think as far as success or how we put ourselves in a situation that we have to make more money, working out, beautiful you know, I'll be fifty four in October. She's gonna be thirty one in September. Our girlfriends are about the same right. and cardio, we're like, ah, oh, cold plunge, yeah. I'm not doing it. we're we're the Puck. same. It's yeah. so weird how I met this guy, but what you're saying is all factual and all true. It, it's a mindset, you know? But yeah. you know what's interesting is earlier you said when you were talking about when you made the lifestyle change of the diet, I know with 100% certainty after speaking to you guys in this time here, if you actually did the cold plunge and you did it, like let's say somebody forced you to do it again. for two weeks. Yeah. If you did it for two weeks, you wouldn't have to be forced anymore because then you'd get it. <laughs> right. So my hot water tank went out and the part was back ordered. Yeah. So for, for freaking 10 days, I had to take a cold shower. To me, it means no shower, but yeah. <laughs> well, I tried that. My yeah. girlfriend's like, what smells? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But, but it, you know, in the afternoon when the sun, it was like 120 degrees. Yeah. So it'd be kind of lukewarm for right. about two minutes. Right? right. So I'd go walk. Yeah. And the 120 degree, it was literally Everyone hot. I know that's doing that cold plunge loves it. I just, I just it's not what you see. So it's, it's for us, we don't have the, the bucket, right? So we'll just take a cold shower. Is that the cold plunge? So l listen, if you know. He's convincing us. No, John. no, I, I, for years I took a cold shower. If, you're, if you've never done cold water immersion, escalating. He's a diver. The, he's cheating. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that, that is true. I did have a bit of, uh, you know, experience with the Can we wear a wetsuit or no? High five. No wetsuit. Cold showers are phenomenal and it's an opportunity to build your endurance and build your resilience with oh the cold God, water. And the thing is, if, if you guys go uh, however many days, two, three days without working out, you feel less good. Am I right? A hundred percent. Okay, so oh, it dude. gets to the point with the cold plunge or cold showers or whatever, the cardio where the same effect happens because you start to understand how much better you feel and how much better you perform and how much better you are with those pillars implemented. In do you routine. have to do that in the morning or can you take the cold shower? Any you can do it way? anytime. I prefer to do it in the morning because it wakes me it up. Just jump starts you, right? Yeah. It's like, it's the last thing in the world that <sighs> I want to do. And that's kind of the reason why we do it. Yeah. Right? Do, starting the day doing something that's very hard, very uncomfortable. Well, it, it's like, I'm not doing it for recovery. I think people think like, Oh, I don't I need to, I, most people aren't training hard enough. Right. Right. Go, going back to gear. It's like taking that HG shot every day in the, in the, abdomen you know sign and, me up i'm in uh, i'd like hey, to i, I want it. to that's why i didn't do it, it first it's expensive but then it's like i gotta do another prick in there oh that doesn't bother me i bet so, it's, so that's uh, and then, then there's your answer if, if you're not doing that then that would because again the you know human growth hormone hormone replacement therapy um safer it, uh, a lot less side effects. It can be monitored then like, through your. Then, if you just what people think gear. Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. And listen, I don't. I don't want to make it seem like. Look, I, I sold steroids for many years, and I lead by example. I yeah. 
was a huge advocate of my own product. So right. I'm not trying to pass it off here. Like I didn't use a lot of steroids in my day or uh, because I have, and I'm happy to share like my, my most, what was the most effective cycle for me. I would be happy to do that. I, you know, if people want to write it down, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm no, saying it's a disclaimer. He's not telling you to do this. This is what he's I did. Telling, this yeah. is what I did. And, and the, the thing that's really important, like people have to realize that if you are not in the gym consistently, if your diet is not at optimal levels, this the is results not, won't come. They will not fucking come. You're right. going to be wasting. It's not money. a free walk. It's not a free. Yeah. You're going to be basically just creating a bunch of ill-advised side effects for yourself that are not conducive to what it is that you want. But right. we talked about trend earlier. So trend I use for five weeks, week one through five at uh, 50 milligrams every other day. I did equipoise 400 yeah. migs a week for 12 weeks during that same time that you're on. Correct. So it's like a, a stack. So, is that what so, they call it? So, or? Yeah. EQ, okay. EQ was week one timestamp all of this, to week, George to week 12. <laughs> EQ was week one to week 12, 400 milligrams a week. Trend was week one to week five at 50 milligrams every other day. And I used testosterone cypionate at 400 milligrams for all 12 weeks. And at week seven, I implemented Anavar at 50 milligrams a day and rolled that out till week 12 to the end. What about, uh, were you taking Arimidex? No, I wasn't. And that's, I knew you were going to ask that. I was actually going to get there. So again, this was during, I mean, the time of my life where I was a little less aware, a little less responsible. I certainly wasn't going to a doctor to get my uh, blood work monitored. Yeah. That wasn't even anything I knew you could fucking do. Uh, so I had a lot of success with steroid cycles coming off and not having any uh, issues with uh, estrogen or any of that until uh, one cycle, I, it didn't go, it, it just all of a sudden I had this little lump under my chest mm. and then it went away. And then I did another one and it kind of came back, then it went away a little bit. And then it got to a point where it was just there and I had to go get it removed. So I got gyno removed from my, I just got it on my left chest, which is super weird. Mm -hmm. Never got any on my right, but I got it removed and that was a, I mean, that was a power move, man, because when you're really fit and in shape and then you get self-conscious because, you know, you have a lump on your chest and people right. are fucking calling you out on Instagram. Right. It's like, no, that's not gotten no, up. Obviously, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. to go get this taken care of. So, so I'm not saying I, now, I, I shouldn't have done that because I obviously should have. At the end of the day, I think those uh, estrogen blockers, I think that people need to realize like what they're actually for. They're not designed to help you not get gyno. They're designed to help uh, women who have breast cancer. There's a lot of not so pleasant side effects that can materialize from that. So I think that's why getting your blood blood work monitored is important because I, I do believe that you can do cycles without having to do without estrogen blockers. And if you're monitoring your blood work and everything is within range, then you can continue to do that. It's when things start to kind of elevate, maybe you could add in a little bit, but as it relates to estrogen blocker, you always want to do the bare amount because I, there isn't long-term, uh, trials that have been done on the stuff that show what it does to men. Yeah, I was doing mm. uh, Arimidex. I was doing like half a pill twice a week, mm. you know, while, while I was on TRT because my when I got my blood work yeah. done, they're like, dude, you're still walking. You I know? think I, I, I take a pill like twice a week or it dissolves out of my tongue. I take half a pill. I don't take I don't take mine. So they make okay. so as part of the as I'm on it's whatever 10x. It's the Gary Brecka plan, whatever. You know, so that's what I'm doing. So when you are prescribed uh, testosterone, this is part of it, right? They have, they give you the uh, estrogen blocker as part of it. Yeah. I've just made the decision not to take it because I don't need it. I monitored my blood work. If it ever did show that I needed it, I would perhaps 
I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. So I prefer Sessanin for my TRT. Mm. Is that bad? Because it has the four esters in it. So like they give me the test, right? Yeah. And I'm like, eh. I like the Innofate. I like doing a shot once every four days, 100 milligrams. But I prefer the um, the blend. I like the blend. Did they prescribe that? No, no. See, here's the here's the problem. I w- and I'm not gonna say. I went to a men's clinic, right? And I've been around the block, you know. And I go in there, and it's like, okay, pay this much a month, and blah blah blah. And then, and he knows where I'm going with I know this. Where you're going I get a five mil bottle. I'm like, I'm paying this much for a five mil freaking bottle, bro. Hook me up. There's 40, a guy at the gym, yeah, right, because he knows this. Back, he was getting now because Vegas is like the hub. It's like the AMPM yeah. Mini Mart, right? You can get anything you want: meth, crack, fentanyl. I mean, it's like whatever. But it's like, okay, how much? Test is like 40 bucks, 50 bucks mm. here for a 10 mil. Now, you got to make sure the source is good, right? But, you know, Primo, you're like, okay, is this Primo or is this Trend or is, what is this? But it's like, I'll go get my blood work done and I give it to somebody like this dude or, you know, yep. not, figure, hey, <laughs> yeah. what does this shit mean? Do I have another ear? Dude, dab, everybody's this level's high, you're older, it's fine, you know, do this, right? And so I'm using a, a 10 mil and I've always liked this, I'm old school, I like the Cessna in 250 or 300. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe maybe uh, uh, propanate or sipanate or whatever, maybe that's a better blend or better way to go. But I just like the sesame because it has all the different, uh, you know. Yeah. So, so first of all, that's a, a higher dose, 250 milligrams or 300 milligrams. Well, I'm doing 200 milligrams a Got week it. total. It. Yeah. But so it, the, it'll come in like a, a sesame at 300, so sure. I have to gauge it. So my question is, is sesame okay for TRT? Well, if it was, I think they would prescribe it, right? Oh, shit. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm look, and, and this is really important for the listeners. Like, if you're going to do TRT and you don't have experience and you don't know what the fuck you're doing, go to a hormone replacement place, get the prescription because the it locks you into the blood work side of it, which is very, very important, right. especially because I was a mess. Gary Brecker, my blood work, because I was total bro science. Like, bro, most people the guy at the gym was it. like, I was on, I'll just like, and the, like the guy at the gym told me, well, here, take this, this, and this. And then I was like, well, I feel pretty <laughs> he good. He was using but, God, then, but, then, was... but then, Chris, I made it worse. I was like, well, I feel pretty good he doing what, a... what he said. Yeah. Let me double it up. <laughs> and then he's like, Robitussin, this works too. Right. I mean, it was like a mess. I mean, but my, my blood looked like Maybe like I just mud. need to go back to test. I did blood work too, but maybe I should go yeah, back to but, test. Yeah, but, but the, this is important. Sorry. I was just saying, here's how bad it was. Then Gary, So Gary has me go give blood. Right to, to like uh, what do they call it? Um, um, you know to like just give uh, to clean it out or whatever. Yes. And so I go and it stopped. Oh, it wouldn't oh, flow. Was she was sick. she was like, you have to drink water. Like it's not. It just stopped. It's normally it takes five minutes. Yep. Right. And it's like I was ten minutes. Like it's like she's like it stopped. Yeah. Giving blood is a, a mess. fantastic thing to do. Yeah. A couple times. Well, a year. I take Bayer. I take Bayer once a day. You know, to thin out my blood. Right. That's, That's not necessarily me. good either, though, right? Well, I, I, Chris I don't, is I don't like, know about that. Chris's yeah. tongue is bleeding. He's no, biting no, it, I take he's a, biting I, I it take so hard. Bear because, uh, my, you're well, fucked up. You need no, to listen. Hey, stop. <laughs> We're going to talk off camera. <laughs> they, they said your blood's too thick, right? So I, right. you got to give blood it, it, like once right. in a while, right? And and so I they I I just take Bayer to thin out my because it was too thick, bro. I was like, right, but I think that's not good, bro. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know what the long term uh, yeah. consequences of too much Bayer are. But we'll I think you need Gary Breck in your life too. I and mean, listen, Chris. look. Yeah. Let's be honest. He, he looks tremendous. He does. He looks tremendous. So we right. can't take that away from him. But the the thing about TRT, the thing about testosterone is testosterone is a man's most powerful weapon. And as we get older, naturally, right. If we're walking the normal path that most men walk, our, our test levels are going to decline. Yeah. But you do not need to just go straight for the shot in the ass 
twice a week to start optimizing your test levels. You get out in the sun for 15 minutes a day, five days a week. That can increase your testosterone levels by up to 70%. It's not going to do that for you. It will not do that for you. It won't do that for me because our test is already high. Right. But it will have a positive impact on yeah. eating. Well, it's a, high now. Well, by the way, it's, it's high now. But when we were, you know, like, oh, because the doctors would tell us for our age, Oh, you're 180, 200. That's good for a guy your age. It's like, I don't want to be a guy my age. Dude, yeah. And my, so I did the bro science. I yeah. went in there, dude, your test is 1600, bro. That's what mine was. <laughs> when, like, when Gary <laughs> did my blood work, my, my, That's very I nice. was 1600, but my estrogen level was 800. Oh, my God. Fuck was I doing? So I you're having periods at the same he time. He was literally, he was like, you're definitely crying during Disney movies. And I was like, I cry during it's like, Ameri- that's why I'm, I'm like, I cry during I cry American during Idol every week. <laughs> and he posts the videos of American Idol. And his cat. I know. <laughs> I know. Why you put down on cats? You're. I'm, I thought I was gonna get you with that last cat video I sent you. It was like uh, every ma- strong man until he gets a cat in his life. It's a Remember joke. That? Yeah. It's a joke with, with yeah. women that he are single with cats and yeah. horse goats. Listen, cats. I love a good cat video as much as yeah. the next guy. We have two cats. I mean, we're cat hams. I'm, I'm giving a hard time. It's, I'm okay. Not, it's okay. It's okay. I but lift, lifting weights we'll get also you. will raise yeah. testosterone naturally. Right. I think people again should do as much as they can naturally before yeah. they go. To, I'm not saying don't do TRT. I'd be hypocritical right. I'm saying that. But if you, you got to hit the other lifestyle pillars right. in order to get the most out of okay, it. Okay, last question. We actually sadly have to wrap up pretty yeah. quick here. But um, growth. Go back to growth real quick. Yeah. So if if one hypothetically didn't do the stack that you recommended, that George Carmel is definitely time stamped. I didn't recommend that. Um, That's you didn't what recommend I did. it. Yeah. Just you're saying from your experience. Sure. Um, if we if I didn't do that mm-hmm. hypothetically. Growth is a... Uh, yeah, because it's another thing that they prescribe. So right. what, what that tells us And is, that Gary would probably be down with that. Because if I tell I Gary Brecka I was doing that stack, he's going well, to find out, first of all, when he does my blood, he's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so, right? so they prescribe growth in these uh, hormone replacement yeah. therapies because of the <laughs> longevity and anti-aging positive uh, side effects that it has. Right. So... You know, which is why of, you look thirty. Is that is that uh, so, what's happening? Or? So I I do not take it right now. Okay, but I've gone through, and honestly, that's out of pure laziness, nothing more. Pure laziness. Yeah, Did true. you just admit to being lazy in, in certain, your life? In, going on? What's so, going on so here? Really, I don't want to promote myself shit. every day. It's it's not. It's, so it's I, so I think easy. I so no? it when I mean, look, we only have so much bandwidth, mm-hmm. and I've made the decision. Okay, well, if once I get to a point where like maybe I, I don't know, I, I'm. One percent higher body fat, or something, perhaps. Yeah. But I kind of like the way I look right now. I like, you know, my diet, my training, uh, the the TRT. I, I'm I'm liking where I'm at. But certainly, it's it's something that I've used and will use again in, in the future. But if you don't have a problem, uh, you know, doing that consistently, that yeah, absolutely because no it was it, the thing is, man, it's not about being less or, or being more lean, having more muscle. Although it will certainly help with those things the growth hormone effectively will slow down the aging process, right. which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on. And that's why these uh, hormone replacement therapy uh, facilities will prescribe that. And then again, you have the ability to monitor your intake. So if anything at any time looks slightly off, they can take immediate corrective action. So, right. because look, who, at this stage of our life, we, we're really just trying to be healthier and to, to improve longevity for sure when you're young and you're stupid You do not think of any of these things and your body is so resilient that it just kind of deals with it Obviously as we get older We want to learn from our past mistakes and we want to do everything we can to just optimize our life and during the one and only time we have to uh, To be here. Yeah, 
Man, Chris, this was really great. Yeah, it was fun. I can't thank you enough for coming in. I just, I love when, I, I said it last week on the show, like social media is amazing, man. The opportunities we have to slide into someone's DM that you don't know is a fucking stranger. They get to check you out and figure out, what. okay, do I like this guy? Is he a real deal? Whatever. And like, then yeah, this can a, happen. He's a real deal. Yeah. No, I meant him man. just making sure I'm not some fucking nut job, you know? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, you but, are a little, but yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't hold that's that against me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank uh, you, brother. Thank you let's, so much. Uh, okay, verbally binding this. This year, when you come back to Vegas, let's hit a fight. And uh, we're I, I thought uh, you've been with me. I'm shocked, actually. Good, I didn't it's realize that. But I'm and, jealous. And, and, and a workout. A yeah, workout. let's. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, fuck. All right. Powerhouse, yeah, I'll do powerhouse it. gym. I love it. All right. Yeah. I'm, in. All right. I'm in. I'm awesome. in. All right, Carmona, do what you do at this point of the show. Oh.